Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. If you're a career professional in this place, or you are a business owner, or you run a business, raise your hands. Career professional business, raise your hands. This morning series is for you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Now, career professional business owners, you're going to lift your hands to God. And you're going to pray for five minutes. And I want you to pray as loud, as hard, and as fast. Listen, listen, this morning. These hands would begin to touch unusual resources. You know, there's resources, there's unusual resources. The one that you yourself cannot explain. That's why this morning is going to be teaching and prophetic because as a church and as a people we are about to break into something new and I want your heart to be ready for that so lift your hands and pray in the spirit if you're a career professional business owner call your career by name call what you do or call your business and begin to call for unusual resources you reign you ancient Zion King Kadosh Kadu You are mighty on You reign You ancient Zion King Kadosh Kadu You are mighty on Ah, all fountains of the deep cry out, Kadosh, you are mighty on your throne. Alabacotes, break forth, all fountains of the deep cry out, Kadosh. Pray in the spirit. Unusual opportunities in your business. Let those tech companies begin to find you. Let new ideas begin to alima toba ramate amando kobele diselehaya. All of you who have had ideas for years but no resources, no funding, no support, no help. Now we point the anointing in your direction. Career professionals, the Lord is raising you up to become partners in that company. Believe it's possible. It might not have happened anywhere before, but believe it, it's coming to happen. Pray for the works of your hands that the dew of heaven rest upon the works of your hand. Break something open where 
where finances is concerned break something open alima pythilus icandas ectrumbes ecoparadilas ashtelemacumbes peradica italahatas you Asian's king You have two more Something in me, my word must be. I stir it up. I stir it up. Ay, ay, ay. There's something in me, my word must see. There's something in me, my word must see. I call it forth. I call it forth. There's something in me, say. There's something in me. My word must see the something in me. My word must see. I stir it up. I stir it up. I stir. There's something in me, say. There's something in me. My word must see. There's something in me. My word must see. I call it forth. I call it forth. There is more. Look at me, everyone. I want you to know that services in the new has changed. And when I mean changed, I don't mean in terms of the service in itself. The Bible says that this signs shall follow them that believe. This signs. There would be the signs amongst you that believe and I want you all to get ready because it is not coincidence that the Lord is asking us to teach about this mystery at this time so I want your heart to be ready one of the things that will be happening in this service as I'm teaching now some of you right there you will just know who you need to call it will just be light bulb moments you will just know who you need to partner with. You will just know, you know, I call you out of that low level. I call you out of it. I, that is prophetic. I call you out of it. Come out now. And we will never say we know there's more, there's more. <laughs> the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The words and they that dwell therein. For he has founded upon the seas and established upon the floods. It's in you. 
it's in you Lord say and I will never declare it declare it I know look for five people and tell them there is more there is more there's five people there is more I want you to be a preacher this morning preach to five people and tell them there is more in you there is there is more your word must see come on now be a preacher this morning do you want to give God a shout of praise is this how you are giving God a shout ah Clap your hands, all ye people. 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 Allah Mahaya. Clap your hands, all ye people. Now, pray in the spirit, everyone. Pray in the Holy Ghost. New levels. New levels in my business. New levels in my career. New levels. Hallelujah. All right, you may be seated. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All right, a quick announcement three of them. First and foremost, um, I think it was last week we put out a flyer on instagram on the new in diaspora if you saw that flyer let me see your hands all right quickly if you have friends and family loved ones um particularly those in the uk um in the us and in canada who um you feel or you believe that the new would be such a blessing to them um you can put up the flyer on the screen and the link on the screen and for some of you who are looking, processing your visa out of the country, <laughs> do you have that flyer, media? Um, we, we just want to build a community in these places. Um, and as we prepare for the next phase um, for the new um, in, in the nations. So... We are not going to hold you from traveling. We are not going to say no way you cannot go. But just know that the day you travel, you have become an extension of the new wherever you are going to. Have you heard that? The day you leave Muritara Mohammed Airport, you are, you are committed. Uh, you are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody said, oh, well, they've released us. No, but uh, you are committed to the expansion of this vision so I want you to if you have families, friends, people you believe that particularly for now UK, US and Canada it could be anywhere else I mean we have some people um, who probably I mean someone reached out to me some, some, some days ago and said a friend of ours in Germany um, started following the new online watching all our services and was looking for another community of people in Germany 
um, if you know they could have like a fellowship thingy in Germany um, with the new there's somebody else who has left the new as well well physically location in Keja who is also in Germany right so we're just trying to build all these communities across board in all the nations of the world and very soon you would begin to see the new I thought you were going to be clapping for the Lord and so I wanted to get you ready for that international phase that I believe that the Lord has called us to. Who's ready for that? All right. I, I thought the fire was on the screen. Um, put the link right there as well on the screen. The second thing is next week Sunday. All right. You can put the link. I think there's a link as well. Next week Sunday, we're going to have what we call our Tribe Sunday. I think you all clap for the Lord. And, and what we do at this Tribe Sunday is really to, you know, um, everyone will be in a tribe. It's just going to be a beautiful time. Um, like I said to you all this year, our major focus as a church is to create thriving communities, right? So that people would have communities, they would have people they can always talk to, people they can always pray with. I was very excited. People had sent me pictures um, about some tribe prayer meetings that they had friends and families just coming together to pray and that's very exciting and so this year we're going to have more of that right where we have these communities where we are bonded together we pray together we believe god together again let me say this year if you look at the book of acts of the apostle in this church nobody should be going through anything by themselves nobody 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 and this is the purpose of tribe there are many things that we might not be able to achieve in this large congregation but we can achieve them in smaller pockets and that's the purpose of the tribe so next week sunday we're going to have a tribe sunday where different communities people in tech people in everything is going to be so much you know fun so come ready and please invite your friends your family your loved ones i want us to make next week sunday an outreach meeting as well as we bring more people that you believe should be in communities in the new the third announcement is midweek service how many of you were around last week tuesday all right now i in my opinion in my opinion i just love midweek service for some reason it's different it's and last week tuesday we had amazing time of prayer now this tuesday our focus um i shared the team um our focus for this tuesday would be prayers for entrepreneurs and career professionals prayers the works of thy hands yes that's the team for tuesday next week tuesday the works of thy hands and so we're going to be focused on entrepreneurs and career professionals so if you are here you are an entrepreneur and you're a career professional i'll please beseech you by the mercy of god that you should come for the tuesday service is going to be happening at the carry center we're going to be praying for the works of our hands and we're going to be praying for a new dimension where finances is concerned who's excited about that we're just going to be pressing in now let me say something here we are in a very deep intense spiritual time as a church and i want you to be very sensitive now on tuesday if you can please pray and fast before coming in fact i want to declare tuesday fasting for everybody in the new you would ask the lord Spirit of God, open my eyes to where my portion is. All through the day, open my eyes 
to where my portion is. Open my eyes to where my opportunities are. That's the prayer point. And you can look at the book of Agai chapter 2. And you can read from there and pray with that scripture. Hallelujah. Alright, who's ready for the word of God this morning? Who's ready for the word? I'm not going to stop preaching until I see that excitement. Who's ready for the word? <laughs> Did you come with and write some material? Are you ready for God's word today? Alright, how many of you were blessed upper week when we started the series on money and how many, are, how many of you are ready for the series continuation today alright it's going to be such an amazing time in the presence of God now open your Bible let's pray Father in the name of Jesus we ask that your word will come to us unhindered, uninterrupted by any satanic influence or activity we pray that your word will be so much light to our eyes this morning. We ask that there be light bulb moments in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we ask, O oh God, that every thought, mindset, the devil has planted where money and finances is concerned, we come against it in the authority of Christ to this moment, and we declare, let there be light. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church says aloud, Amen. Now, you remember the last week Sunday, two Sundays ago, I started to talk about money. And I majorly focused on the fact that um, the church um, has a responsibility um, given by the society and given by family, um, the basic need of the church teaching certain principles from God's word that the society or family should have taught. But now the responsibility is on the church, right? And then I further went on to talk about the fact that, you know, it is part and parcel of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ to be rich. I talked about, showing from scripture, the book of Luke chapter 18, when Jesus was declaring his own manifesto. And he was saying that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And I said that the first thing that Jesus said in his manifesto was the gospel being preached to the poor. And we established the fact that in a regular church like this, when we begin to talk about money, people are very, you know, skeptical. People don't really want to talk about money. People would rather go to seminars and conferences to go and learn about money. But if you look through the scriptures, I gave you several examples. I told you how that the jar of alabaster that brought about the transition you know of jesus to the cross was a lot of money i talked about what we even call the apologetics today where many of us have to go and learn and read about all of this you know mystery as to the believing of the fact that jesus really died why did that happen because a few people got money from 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 the council of elders in the days of jesus and the money they got was to tell the whole world that jesus did not resurrect his body was stolen they collected money so we could see from the life of jesus that even money is very important to any major thing you're going to do in life we also furthermore to see when i heard pardon me to see the very importance of money also we spoke about the fact that there was a guy in the bible the difference between Joseph Arimathea and Peter was that the disciples didn't really have so much money. 
But Joseph Arimathea had influence and had money. And that's why he could go and meet the governor and say, I want the body of Jesus. Now listen, you need to remember that. You need to understand this, that in the times of Jesus, they don't bury everybody in the tomb. No. The tombs were only meant for the rich. For the very rich people. And so Joseph Arimathea had his own tomb he had already built for his own self. And that was the very tomb that Jesus died in. So you can see that because scripture actually said that he was going to be buried among the rich. I think it's in the book of Isaiah. So you can see that money is important for the gospel. It's part and parcel of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what the devil doesn't want you to know is that the devil doesn't want you to believe that money is important. The devil wants you to believe that it's okay to live poor all your life. But my work as your pastor is to teach from the word of God, the word of truth, and open our eyes not to greed of money, but the importance and how we can actually have what we call kingdom prosperity. And that's the reason for this sermons this season. I know it's not one that many pastors find. I tell you something. When we had the, what's the, uh, the Emerging Leaders Conference with Dr. K, one of the pastors came to me and said, Man, I saw your poster, money bag. Say, Ah, man, Pastor Allah, you are very bold, though. You know, if we try and preach that kind of thing, the old, everybody will come after us. But I said, Yes. It only takes somebody that is bold in a generation to do things that breaks things to the next level. So I'd rather be on the side of boldness than on the side of caution and not be able to deliver the children of God into what God's promises are for them. Listen, either you believe it or not, money is good. Either you like it or not, money is good. Now let me say this to you. Either you believe it or not, God created money, not the devil. Yeah. God created money, not the devil. So, we're going to talk so much about money all through the month of March. And I believe that grace will abound. Somebody say amen. Multiplied grace will abound. In Jesus' mighty name. Open your Bible with me as we start to the book of Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 15. Proverbs 10 and verse 15. It says, the rich man's wealth is a strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. Let me read again. Proverbs chapter 10. And verse 15, it says, The rich man's wealth is a strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. Remember last week Sunday, I showed you a scripture that money is a defense. Do you remember that? And I talked about from this scripture also, you see that what money does, what riches does, is to build around you a strong city. What is the purpose of a strong city? It's for defense. Now, you know, there's too many things to say about this subject. I have too many things in my spirit. And I'm just trusting the Holy Ghost to to take us through this journey together. 
Now, let me first and foremost build a foundation this morning before I get into the core of my message. Because this morning, by the help of the Holy Spirit, I would be anchoring on the teaching that I've called serpents and doves. But I'm not going to get that now, but I want you to follow closely. But the fact, for the sake of this morning's teaching, I will start out first by putting some foundations in place. And the first foundation, and we're going to show these things even with the Bible, is that Jesus, part and parcel of what is in your redemptive rights and in your redemptive package, listen to me, it is not only sin cancellation, and it's not only, listen to this, it is not only sickness cancellation, but it's also poverty destruction. Let me say it again. Because you see, I have realized that many believers, particularly when it comes to the things of God and redemptive conversations and teachings of redemption, we focus very much on the fact that your sins are not written against you. Your sins are not accounted towards you. And that's so true. The second thing we focus on is as many of you have given your life to Christ, then you have the life of God. Therefore, sicknesses are not permitted in your body. And that's so true. But listen to me. Jesus did not only come to do those two things. The blood that was crucified, that was spilled for you and I, was far bigger than those two things. Sickness, disease, sin, they are all what you call the curse. But inside the cross is not only sickness and disease and only sin. Inside the cross is also poverty. So when Christ came to die, listen to me. What was on, on that tree was poverty crucified. I know Christians will not believe what I'm saying because it's too hard to believe. Because they would rather choose sin because it's unseen. They will believe that. They will choose sicknesses because it's unseen as well. But when it comes to tangibility, something they can touch, they don't really want to believe that Christ did that one. But let me say to you again, on that cross, ah, listen all, on that cross, in fact, let me prove it to you. Open your Bible with me. There's too many things to say, but let's go. Open your Bible with me to the book of Luke. Is it Luke? The temptation of Jesus. It's in the book of Matthew chapter 4. And let's look at verse 8. Change the keys for me, please. Luke, Matthew chapter 4, verse 8. Now, you remember before we look at the scripture, this was what happened to Jesus before the scripture. Jesus was inspired by the Spirit of God to go on a 40 days fasting and prayer. Now, in that 40 days fasting and prayer, he went to receive what we would call power because the Bible says after he fasted and prayed, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. Hear this. Remember the book of, um, of Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. The Bible says that um, God has given us what? Power to get wealth. So the power that Jesus went to receive, listen, wasn't only power to cast out demons. 
wasn't only power to destroy the works of darkness but it was also power because for you to have wealth it requires power so the bible says and jesus returned in the power so the power right there was not only for demons the power right there wasn't only for satan the power right there wasn't only for sin the power right there was for you to live a prosperous life now if you look at the last temptation of lucifer of the devil with jesus in the book of matthew chapter 8 because god had sent jesus there he had gone to fast and pray now the devil came to meet him while he was fasting and praying the last verse the bible says again the devil took him up taken him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world and the glory of them i share this story a lot of time the first time i ever went to the i think second time to the u.s i went to a building um i think it was the world trade center is it world trade center or the rockefeller building one of the two i think it was world trade center and i stood i think it was at the 90 something floor and i stood right there and it had like a balcony so you can go right there as tourists so i stood there and right from the place where i was standing i could see almost of the whole of new york city it was at night i could see the whole of the new york city and right there a scripture came to my mind this scripture and i thought about it for a second that if the devil comes to you now shall I? because it was so beautiful so so beautiful and says look at this i'm the owner of all of this thing oh. if only you will bow to me i will give you all of this thing for a second i was thinking to myself what would be my answer now this is the exact same thing that happened to jesus right there the devil took him up to this very high mountain and took him to the place where he would see the whole of the nation and in that moment, he said to him, I am now the owner of this thing. If you look at verse 8, verse 9, goes back, verse 9. He says, and he said unto him, all these things will I give thee, if thou will fall down and worship me. Verse 10, verse 10. And Jesus said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him shall, him shall thou serve. Now, it says, all you need to do is to bow down and worship me. Now watch me. I always try to explain the scripture with what we would call, you know, let me say this. This morning series, there's no way I can use one hour to teach it. I'm just looking at my time. I have 23 million minutes left. <laughs> I think we just pray. But let's keep going. Now, the devil took Jesus to this mountain chop. And when he got to this mountain chop, he said, Bow down before me. And if you bow down before me, I will give you all of these things. Now, remember this. I always use this as a teaching. And I've taught you this before that in the book of Genesis, when God made man, the first thing God did to man was to bless man. It says, Be fruitful, multiply, have dominion, and subdue the earth. Now, when the devil came, to steal from Adam and Eve. What did the devil come to steal? The devil came to steal the blessing. What is the blessing? The empowerment to prosper. Because Adam and Eve at that time had the empowerment 
to prosper. Now, if you look at the book of Revelation chapter 5 and verse 10, open Revelation chapter 5 and verse 10. Revelation chapter 5 and verse 10. We'll read to verse 12. It says, And he has made us unto God a kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Next verse, verse 11. And beyond ahead, verse 12. Let's look at verse 12. Verse 12. Right. It says, Say with a loud voice, What is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and the blessing? Now watch this, everyone. What God came to restore back but pardon me, what Jesus came to restore back was the blessing. So the first thing you must understand, look at me everyone. Before we start talking about money, and I need your attention. You must have in your consciousness that you are a blessed man. Can you hear me this morning? Let me come down. You must have in your consciousness... That you are a blessed man. Because here is the problem many times. The problem is that many people actually think that I am cursed. And the Bible says Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the Lord. Be made a curse for me. For it is written, cursed is any man that hangeth upon the tree. So the moment you gave your life to Christ, you are blessed. You are not cursed. The blessing of God is upon you. What is the blessing? The blessing is an empowerment to prosper. The blessing is all that God is, all that God has, and all that God can do. So the moment you gave your life to Christ, there is a package God gave you at redemption. It's called the blessing. It means all that God is, all that God has, all that God can do. So listen to me. You are not cursed. You are blessed. Listen. You see, it's easier for me to open a door when I know that I have the key to open the door. The problem many times is many of us don't believe. I'm telling you, we can, see, you can come and sing, oh, sing, oh, sing, oh, praise the Lord, but it's what you believe that will reflect. Many of us don't actually believe that we are blessed. I'm telling you the truth. Because you see, if you believe you are blessed, it will show in the way you do things. I told you something some last two weeks. I said, I cannot go a month without somebody giving me something. It's just in my consciousness. Once I go one month and nobody says, P.S., I just remembered you and I bought bottle water for you. Just bottle water. Just one month. In my mind, I'm thinking something is wrong. I'm a blessed man. I carry the favor of God. So everywhere I go to, there must be a law called the law of attraction. It's a consciousness you must carry. Jesus said, who do men say that I am? He knew himself. What many of us call arrogance and humility is actually, what many of us call humility, pardon me, is actually arrogance. Yeah. Because the first thing you must know, you must know who you are in Christ. And if he says you are blessed, then you are blessed. So when people say, do you, 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 the favor of God is on you, yes, yeah, say thank you, but it's, it's, not, it's not a compliment in itself. I, I'm a favored man. So you must carry that consciousness because you see everything i would teach you would be a waste of time if you don't have that consciousness i'm blessed people are designed to do me good <laughs> i 
I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. The blessing is all that God is. All that God has. All that God can do. Ah, I'm blessed. <laughs> Listen to me again. All that God is. All that God has. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And all that God can do. I said I'm blessed. So, so, therefore, let no man trouble me. For I bear on my body the very mark. It's called the mark of the blessing. I'm a blessed man. Listen, there is something that happens to someone who is blessed. The earth revolves to respond to the needs of a blessed man. That is why when Jesus was in a situation they needed to feed 5,000 people, the blessing gets activated when there is problem. When there was 5,000 people, the blessing just set in motion. Get me five loaves of bread and two fishes. Because you see, when you are blessed, everything you have must multiply. Though your beginning may be little, but your latter hand, because it's a consciousness. I remember one time I was I just in school this time. God told me then I was in a bus. Somebody was cursing somebody, and the Holy Spirit laid it upon my heart and said to me, "Why do people believe in the power of curse than the power of the blessing? Do you know that people actually believe Christians, many of you in this room, you actually fear harbalists than God? Yeah. That's the truth. If a native doctor comes to this room and says you are cursed, people begin to run out of skelter. Do you know that the blessing neutralizes every curse? If a person curses you and says you are cursed, if you carry the blessing, it's neutralized. The blessing is all that I am. All that God is, all that God has, all that God can do. Lift your voice and shout, I'm blessed! I'm a blessed man. You need to understand that. I'm a blessed man. When Joseph, <laughs> woo, was Joseph was in the pit. You see, the blessing cannot be contained. It's not where you are. It's not your location. Your problem is not Nigeria. I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you something. Because in this same Nigeria, people are becoming billionaires weekly. I hope you know that. In this same Nigeria, people are giving millions out as gifts. I hope you know that. Let me tell you something. It is even more easier to become a millionaire or a billionaire in Nigeria than anywhere in the world. You know why? There are no rules. That's the truth. There are no rules. When you are blessed, the nations must respond. The problem is this. People, listen, I'm telling you, every morning I have never gone one day. I'm telling you this. I have never gone one day without saying it. I'm blessed. I've never gone one day without. Because you see, Faith comes by hearing and hearing. What you don't hear, you don't believe. What you don't hear, you don't believe. That's the truth. And let me say, tell you, let me teach you something. In those things of the spirit, you impose and superimpose your realities with words, not thoughts. So you don't say in your mind, I'm blessed. No, you shout it out loud. Jesus said, I'm blessed. Because many 
people sing finesse more than call it the blessing. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. It's a consciousness. Scripture says, let this mind be in you. There is a mindset as a believer. It's a mindset of the blessing, which means what is not enough can become more than enough. I'm blessed. That's why my business cannot sink. Because the blessing which hold all things by the words of his power. I'm blessed. Christ has redeemed me. Motijapa in the cross of Motijapa. So you are not only giant part to America, to UK, to Canada. In the cross, I'm Japa because I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Hi, <laughs> I'm blessed. You see, if this is all I teach today, I've taught a message. I'm blessed. See, let me tell you something. I expect people to be favorable to me. I expect it. I expect it. There's a fragrance. You see, the blessing is like a perfume. Let me, let me prove it to you. Do you remember what happened with Cain and Abel? Do you know there was a mark upon Cain's um, life? It was the mark of the curse. Everywhere he went to, people must repel him. And anyone who destroys him will be destroyed. Because the curse is a force of negativity. But the blessing is a force of possibilities. That is what you carry. So when you step into a room, I'm telling you, believe this. This is the first consciousness. When you step into a room, you must carry that fragrance. Do you know that if that... Co- See, let me tell you something. If Barack Obama or Vladimir Putin or whatever his name is, walks into this room, I would shake him the very way I would shake PD. Because many people call timidity humility. You must learn how to boast in your God. It's not, it's, not, it's not a sin. I know who I am. I know who I serve. There's a confidence that I have. I have something some people do not have. It's the blessing of God. I'm telling you the honest truth. This has always been my consciousness. Believe this that I say to you saints. This is my consciousness. I'm a blessed man. Somebody's delivered already. Because the blessing and poverty cannot stay in the same lane. Christ already paid for the price of poverty. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Someone says, How are you doing today? I'm blessed. <laughs> ah. Now, sit down. The, the, the devil has certain agendas when it comes to money. So also, the rich have agendas when it comes to money. One of the agendas, I read it right here, one of the agendas of the devil for believers when it comes to money is to make the believers believe that it is very wrong to have money. 
makes believers believe that you should have money minimalist live like a minimalist just be, be quite conservative with your money and that's okay that's true but there is a mindset where that turns into poverty it's called hand to mouth it's like you just want to it's like what we call the situation of nigeria you are living at the river bank but you are using speeds to wash your hand just living just living life as though there is nothing more and it's the mindset of the devil remember listen when the church in many years ago many many years ago when you want to give a description of the church they'll say as as poor as a church rat when a footballer is signed to a club and the footballer hands for me from the deal 100 million us dollars or 500 million us pounds Everybody screaming. Woo, wow, wow, wow. When a believer makes 20 million, 500 million, and gives testimony, people on social media are the one train arrows. Bah, 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 bah. Why are you sharing testimony that you have made millions? So the narrative is designed in such a way that the devil must keep you thinking and believe that it is wrong to have money. I'm telling you the honest truth. That believers should not drive certain cars. Because the first thing they will say, listen, I'm breaking your poverty mindset. The first thing they will say is that there are plenty of people dying out there. Why are you driving this kind of cars? But when footballers are driving their own cars, nobody's dying. They are alive. But when you drive those cars, everybody has died. So it's a mindset of containment. It's a mindset of not, we, you, you are not supposed to have enough. You are not supposed to look good. You are not supposed to drive good cars. You are not supposed to drive, buy new houses. You just keep living until Jesus finally comes. The work of redemption is not fulfilled until you are rich. You didn't hear what I just said to you. You have only taken a package. You didn't complete your dose. I'm telling you that. Sickness, disease, and finances is in that redemption right. See, I hate poverty. I hate his father-in-law. I hate his brothers. I hate his sisters. I hate his siblings. I hate his loved ones. I hate it with a passion because poverty is in no way godly. In no way. So there's a mindset. Believers don't have money. Just, just live in a way that is okay. Number two mindset is. The devil does everything he can. These are agendas of the devil. To keep believers from money circles. Shall I explain to you? See, if you look at the seven strata of society, all of them, family, um, education, um, media, government, business, seven of them, if you look at them, they are all arranged and operated by the money forces of the nation. The devil, and that's why I'm going to talk about Sapeta. Ah, I have five more minutes. <laughs> Listen, the devil would do everything possible to get you off money circles. Money, believers are too shy talking about money. What is money? What are money circles? There are certain associations 
I'm telling you the honest truth. There are certain associations that as believers, I'm not talking about negative associations though, but as believers, as certain conversations that you, because there are people who understand this money thing. The same way you understand faith, there are some people who understand this money thing. They know how and where money revolves in. I'm telling you. I'm telling you something. There are people at the war is going on in Russia currently. There are people who know where the money is going to go to next. And they've started positioning themselves there. But believers are praying at home. So the devil will do everything to keep you away from money conversations. Keep you away from money circles. Because he doesn't want you to have money. Because you see, he knows that if you have money. I was watching the other day, the Super Bowl. I saw Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, uh, Eminem, 50 Cent. Um, I think it was Mary J. Blige. I, and I watched that thing over and again. Do you know what would happen if all of us here are billionaires to this country? The next president will come from amongst us. I, I hope you know that. The reason why we can't fight back, that's the truth. And it's because the devil doesn't want believers to have understanding of money. That's the honest truth. See, to be in the corridor of power, the password there, the code that you click in, is M O N E Y. Enter. It's money. The corridor of power is not words, it's money that gives you access. And so, there are money circles the devil will keep you away from. Number three, the devil tries to make you blinded to believe that when you pray about money and you are driven towards money, it's a sin by God. Can I help believers this morning? The devil makes you believe that when you think about money, talk about money, pray about money look for opportunities when money is concerned it makes you believe that you are no longer spiritual does that happen to many of you because it wants to keep you away from having what is required to depopulate his kingdom Say it very loud again. I know. I can hear you. God wants me rich. Someone says, well, but it's not everybody that will be rich at least. Then, why have you decided to be amongst the people that will be poor? Well, it's not everybody that's going to be rich, you know. Well, yes, true. But why have you chosen... To be amongst the people. You know what even Jesus said? He said, the poor you would always have more amongst you. Me, I've chosen my own side. And I'm on the Lord's side. I'm on the Lord's side. Because if he, though he was rich, became poor so that I would be what? So I've, I'm on the Lord's side. I'm on his own side. 
Now then, what is wealth? I said right here that wealth is the abundance of valuable possession and resources. What is poverty? Poverty is the lack of material resources or money. Now, there are things I want you to know and note about poverty. Poverty makes you a captive to the agenda of the rich. Write it down, please. Poverty makes you a captive because the rich will declare war. The poor will fight the war. I hope you do. The rich will declare it's election time. The poor will vote the rich to the power. So poverty makes you a captive to the agenda of the rich. That's why there's a mindset of the rich. The mindset of the rich people, many of the very wealthy people in the world, is keep the big money away from poor people, but give them small money to get their commitment. It's a mindset. Because there's a circle of money. There's, that's why we call it currency. Glory be to God. You are blessed. You know, I, I was studying something this morning. And the most expensive painting in the world, I mean, as at the last, um, what's the name that I saw, I was reading it out this, reading this morning, was by Da Vinci. And it was a drawing and a painting, the oil drawing painting of Jesus. One hand like this, one hand with oil. With that round bottle. They auctioned that painting. I want you to hear what I'm saying now. They auctioned that painting in 2017. And the highest bidder was an Emiratus. In fact, suspicion shows or people are saying, or speculation, pardon me, that he bought it under the name of the prince of Saudi. When they bid it for that painting, do you have that picture there? The price that they eventually, <laughs> when I saw it this morning, I say, this is the new midweek service. Whatever prayer we can pray. We must break something open where money is concerned. This church, if you don't want to be rich, don't come again. No. Yeah. They bought this painting for 450 million US dollars. They bought it so that they can put it in the Abu Dhabi Museum. It's not even there till today. Let me tell you where it is. It is in the person that bought it, he put it as a frame in his ship. A ship 450 Jesus US million dollars. 450. But when we come to church, believers are very skeptical about talking about money. And Christ, one of your redemptive rights, is money. You 
saw it in, in the book of, um, of Revelation chapter 5 and verse 12. Now, let me tell you why. Listen. Uh, this is about to go to another level now. Let me tell you why they bought it at that price. Now, be honest. Is this painting fine? Can you go and buy this one? Urgent 2K. Can you even give them 2K? <laughs> Why did they buy this painting? Why? Come on, let me hear you. Why? What it represents, okay? Why? The name of the artist, Da Vinci, a seal. Now, they bought it at that high price because of the name. Now the Bible says, you have been bought with a price. The highest price, the name of Jesus, the blessing of God is upon your life. You've been bought with a price. Now, let me begin to talk about, you know, I said two Sundays ago that I don't really want to, I'm not going to be in a hurry in this teaching because it's very pivotal. Because I believe that this, our generation, would do so much for God. When I look at the media, yesterday, I'm telling you the truth. Yesterday, I went to watch that finesse music video. I watched it three times and I was wondering what are they saying inside this song it, like what the lyrics doesn't add up it doesn't join it doesn't connect but the beat is good so in my mind I'm thinking if we're going to do things for God it's not going to be only a declaration of words that God is good they must taste and see that God is good if this generation would change what we call culture because sometimes when we come and say we'll change culture everybody say amen what they are really saying is you have money to change culture because there's only one thing culture responds to it's money that is why human beings same human beings are putting they call themselves Malians they put their trouser here same human being they put it here why? it's an image that it represents so I was thinking to myself yesterday do you know what one billion dollars would do for 50 people in Nigeria who are gospel artists. One billion dollars. A friend of mine was talking to me about a private party that they had some weeks ago. There were 10 in the private party. The budget for entertainment, private party, 10 of them. The budget for entertainment, meaning the musicians that came in the sitting room. The budget was 300 million. 
a private sitting room party. Just sitting room, or they're just drinking. They not. You won't see those things on social media. Just three hundred million. My wife and I went somewhere. I'm saying some things to get you angry. Because you see, when you become restless, the yoke will be broken. Listen, children of God, there is truly more. You can't be satisfied with anything ordinary. And you will cry out to God, God grant me this grace. Lift your hands to God, everyone. Such a presence right here. It's so it's so even hard to enter into my teaching. Look at me, everyone. There's someone under the sound of my voice. I just picked up by the spirit. While I was teaching, as I'm teaching right now, you were saying in your heart, Oh God, if you would bring resources to me. I would fund the gospel in such a way that has never been seen by man. I want you to hear the word of the Lord to you. Your whispers has come up to heaven and your wish has been granted by him. Believe that word right there. Believe that word right there. Believe that word right there. You know, some people think that the Western world gives African funds because they love us. I hope you know that those funds is not because they love us. It's because they are agendas. Everything is an agenda. The only people that don't have agendas are believers. We have service, but no agenda. And to enforce agendas requires mullah. God wants you blessed. All right, let's get into this. Now, open your Bible with me and bring this board for me as I begin to. Have you been blessed today already? All right, now open your Bible with me to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9, and verse 13. I want to show you something very powerful. Ecclesiastes 9. And verse 13. Now, I need you get I need you to follow me, please. I need your attention very wrapped. If you miss any part of this last word that I want to say now, you've missed the teaching for today. So please listen close. Now look at this message uh, in the scripture, the scripture, and look at what the writer is saying here. You would find it very interesting. Now, in verse 13, it says, This wisdom. Have I seen under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. Next verse. It says, and I started sharing a story. It says, there was a little city, and few men within it. And there came a great king against it. Just like Putin versus Zelensky. And besieged it. And built great Block, block works against it. Next verse. Now, watch this. Oh, this is where it now scattered everything. It says, Now there was found in it a poor wise man. Pause. 
this message, eh? It says, there was find in it a poor wise man. Now, the writer of this text should in no way combine poverty and wiseness. I'll be wisdom. Now, we say there is a poor and a wise man. It means that you can be wise. What does wisdom mean? It means you are skillful, you are knowledgeable, but yet you are poor. He says, there was a poor wise man and he by his wisdom delivered the city. Now, by his wisdom right there might literally mean that he went on a negotiating table. He was a good negotiator and on that negotiating table he was able to negotiate and they backed up the wall and delivered back the city. Look at what the verse of scripture then says. It says, yet no man remembered that same poor man. Let's keep going. You can drop those things and go back. Then said I, wisdom is better than strength. Nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised, and his words are not heard. Now, let's take it one after the other. I stopped there last week Sunday, two Sundays ago, and I want you to begin to follow me now. After the service, somebody walked up to me and said, oh, that the, the circle thing I did, he explained, and I said, oh, it was, he said it was great. He now gave me a thought, said, P.S., why not we draw this thing like this instead of doing this circle that way? And I found it very exciting. So this Sunday, I'm going to do it the way he has said we should draw it, and I really liked it. He did it in the form of a pyramid. Sorry, my drawing is... Eh? If a rich man drew like this, someone will say, this is the best way to draw. This is a wisdom drawing. Now, we have the spirit here. I want you to follow me. We have the soul and we have the body. Listen, when it comes to money and understanding of finances, these three they play a major part in money. The spirit, the soul, and the body. And I'm going to begin to explain it. Now, this poor wise man was poor, but he had wisdom. But his wisdom was despised because he was poor. So you can be wise, but if you are poor, you will still be despised. So let us now crack how not to be despised, even though you are wise, but now poor. On this three layer that is very important, the spirit, the soul, and the body. Now I said with you last week Sunday, that what the body does, the, the spirit does is that the spirit is the interconnection between the realms of the physical and the realms of the spirit now when it comes to money I needed to understand that money is very spiritual go and look at everyone or anyone doing anything successful on the earth you will find that money is very spiritual now I believe that money doesn't prayer pardon me doesn't put money in your pocket 
What prayer does is to break open for you opportunities, is to open your eyes to opportunities, but prayer doesn't put money in your pocket. That is why there are many, 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 if you go and look at some denomination, they can pray and go to the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights, yet very broke. Because prayer is not the only antidote to money. There are three levels that must be interconnected for you to have a good understanding about this thing. So the first thing here is spirit. And that's why we cannot, as a supernatural army, we must start from this layer. Because if you see from this, you will see that this guy right here is the base. Is the base upon which this two stands upon. So spirits, let's start from spirit. The realms of the spirit is what dictates the physical. I'm telling you the honest truth. I've worked with many rich people. I've worked with many celebrities. I'm telling you this, listen to me. Many of you believers, and that's why I say things very boldly, because I know some things. Many people would never be rich, not because Christ has not redeemed them to be rich, but because they cannot pay the price for some of these things. Many people will never reach the fullness of their potential Because you see The earth is very spiritual It's so spiritual Do you think it's just like that People just become popular Just like that Do you even know what it requires For some people to sustain their popularity I know many people Celebrities Some of them that you all love Today they are in church Next tomorrow they are with one imam. Upper tomorrow, they are with one spiritual abalist. I'm telling you the truth. And that's why I tell people all the time, you cannot be in the middle. You either know God very well for yourself or you know the devil. You can't just, you must pick one for yourself. But I and the children of the Lord that the Lord has given to me, we are for signs and wonders. And so you know that what happens in the realm of the spirit is what ultimately would happen on the earth. What are the activities that control the realms of the spirit? Number one, your understanding of the word of God, write it down, controls the activities in the realms of the spirit concerning you. That is why, listen, I hope you know that there are many billionaires who have imams praying for them every day. I hope you know that there are many billionaires who are going to leak something. That is, see, money is so spiritual. How do I know? If you look at some of these Yahoo boys, they woke up last night poor. The next morning, they went to the roundabout of Lekki in the broad daylight, had their bath with two soap. And the next day, there is money in their pockets. How did that money get there? How? They have been trying to type the thing with laptop. The maga no grippe. Now they went to do that thing, and two days after, the maga is paying billions and millions to them. How? It's a realm that controls those things. It's called the realms of the spirit. And you, as a spirit, you have access in that realm. Because man is first a spirit. You have a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. These are dimensions Jesus understood. That is why Jesus told Peter, he says, go and open the first feature that you see. Open it, there's money there. The realms of the spirit. What are you talking about? You had Jesus, 
The Bible talked about Peter. He said, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. They were hustling. They were bustling. They were doing everything they know to do to make the business work. Jesus said to them, simple, cast thy nets to the other side. He says, sir, we have been here. We are fishermen. We understand this business more than you do. He said, oh boy, do you see what I'm seeing? Because where you are sitting is limited. I see what you are not seeing. I say, cast thy net to the other side. He said, nevertheless, at thy word. They took the net, cast it to the other side. The Bible says they got a great crash. So much so that they had to call their neighbors, come, oh, come, oh, come, oh, come and help us get that catch. Because let me tell you something, the realm of the spirit is a realm that controls. So the moment Jesus said, hear this, the moment Jesus said, cut thy net to the other side, in that command is all the fishes in that water commanded to move to the other side. And Jesus said, he said, this kind, he says, go ahead not out by prayer and fasting. So the realm of the spirit is so important. Listen, I'll tell you a story. I won't share it in details, but I'll say some things. One day, I was having a conversation with someone. I won't tell you details. I will just parabolate. And the person was talking about how money works. This was like maybe eight years ago, seven years ago. And the person said something. I won't say what the person said in a way, but I'll say it in a different way. The person said, spiritually, there is a way to get money. The person started telling me stories of what he or she did. I looked. You know, social media is called the streets of fakeness. Some of you, you cannot even horn. You know horn? Cow horn. Some of you, you just see cockroach. Cockroach! Yeah! You, just smoke cockroach. Some of you cannot do what certain people do to hit certain things. Now, the prayer and fasting that can rent the heavens open, that can break forth the jar of alabaster, the understanding of your identity in Christ, that can make you be strong, solidified on who you are and whose you are. You don't want to know that one. But if you look at what many people do at the back, some of us are not ready to pay that price. There are three things in this realm of spirit that answers to finances. Let me tell you now. You know them, but I'll say it. Number one, understanding of the word of God. Four, pardon me. Number two, prayer because you see when you pray prayer breaks it's like have you ever shaked a gate before till the padlock breaks open that's what happens when you pray you shake the thing the gate opens up lift up your heads oh ye gate be ye lifted up everlasting doors let this king of glory come in the gates will not open on their own accord 
There must be an harassing and a speaking to the gates for it to open up. That's why he said, lift up your heads. It was a command. When you say lift up your head, isn't that a command? It's a verb. Lift. Action word. Lift up your head. It's not, please, can you kindly lift your hands? That is why when it comes to prayer, money for prayer, it is not pleading. It is not a consecration prayer. It's a declaration. Are you here when I'm talking to you today? When it comes to praying about money and finances, it's not, Lord, if it's thy will, let money come to me. It's his will already. But when it comes to that, it's declaration. I declare every resources required for me to fulfill this vision God has given me. I call you from the north, from the south, from the east and the west. That's how you pray those prayers. It's a declaration. With thanksgiving, Jesus took the five loaves of bread and two fishes. What did he say? He says, Father, I thank you because you always hear me. He broke it and it started to multiply. So, what prayer does, and the third one is fasting, fourth, pardon me, is that fasting now begins to do what? To make your spirit sensitive to divine opportunities. Because you see, you can see this pen as pen. But every other person in this room is not seeing it as pen. They are looking at opportunities in it. Number four. I'm talking about spiritual keys. If you need a title for that, spiritual keys that answers to money. Number four is giving. All kinds of giving. I'll teach about that next week. Offering to the poor, offering to the lame, offering to the prophet offering. Any, but that's not really where I'm going to today. The next one is the soul. Do you know that the Bible talks about about uh, uh, the scripture that says, "Even as thy soul prospered." Listen. What you attract many times is in the realms of your soul. Because your soul is the makeup of your will, your emotions, and your imagination. And that's why there must be this combination where money is concerned. Because you see, many people are spiritually charged. They know the word of God. They know how to fast. They know how to give. They know how to sow. But their minds, their ideation is weak. Their mentality is small. Their imagination is small. You would only produce results to the level of your imagination. And so that's why your soul must be robust. How do you get your soul robust? Read. Knowledge. Read books. Some of you, you are business owners. You have never read one book on business. One. You don't read market trends. If I ask you, how much is it in your business? I mean, in that business space. For example, if you're in oil and gas, what is the total revenue in that business for a year? Some people don't know it. How do you know your portion that you want to grab there? How? By faith? You don't have knowledge. 
And this is why the devil has stolen and cheated many believers. Because we are too spiritual and that's great. But when it comes to knowledge, we are the shallowest people. Very shallow. So read. Feed your imagination. You know, let me tell you this. Some of you, going to Dubai is not luxury again. Some of you, look at see. Pardon me. What you've seen the most all your life would most likely be what you're going to produce. Go to Singapore. That 500k you are using to eat Casarola Blanca at, at uh, which of the new restaurants again? What? Desperado. Seca. Uh-huh. Gather it. Go to Dubai. Go and sightsee. How many of you have traveled before and the moment you came back, you, you just got angry with your state? Has that happened to you before? I'm telling you. Get new imaginations. Give red card to the old imaginations that brought limitations. Get new imaginations. Get new images. Change the images you've long seen. Many of you, you have the image that you are always pushing car. When you were grown up, your father's car. Push to start. It's not the car key push to start. It's the push to start one. Now, be sure that by the time you are buying your car, you are most likely going to go in the direction of you know that let me tell you something i've noticed that some people i want to shake a little bit something here somebody wants to buy a car you have the exact money to buy a benz but you rather buy Dazun or the wudesa i'm telling you you can laugh about it but you'll be surprised at the mindset of lack Go and look at some of the people we are reading today, all them jobs and this thing. They felt there was nothing in their realms of their imagination they could not reach. There was nothing impossible. Even the Bible talks about with God, all things are possible. Come on. There is not, people are going to space now. They are buying lands in space. It's a mindset. Let me tell you, children of God, this is one of the areas We've had the biggest problem. This whole thing. Especially with our imagination. Because when God drops an idea in your spirit, your soul must incubate it. Your soul must incubate it. So get new... See, many of you, in this your soul realm, you must give some association red card. I'm telling you. Because there's some association that will just limit you. The moment you are talking about great things, they say, ah, you are, ah, you too, you want to, you are, ah, ah, you better know where you are coming from. Have you had things like that before? Uh-huh, you can see the people that they are doing it too. <laughs> I'm telling you. New relationships. And you see, you don't pick relationships by your eyes. You pray them, this spirit is very key. You pray them into your life. Every relationship required. The moment Allah, the moment Lord got into connection with Abraham, he became wealthy. 
by sightedness. There are some associations you need to pray. Because the moment they come into your life, what you used to call plenty just becomes small to you. Mediocrity just disappears from your mind. And I've understood something about life. What you see the most, you attract. Have you, have you seen it before? If you want to get a car, people who, people who have cars, the moment you set your mind on the car you want to buy, you start seeing it everywhere in Lagos. Everybody drives. It's like that's the only car driven in Lagos. And in the shortest impossible time, the law of attraction of life brings it to you. Has that happened to you before? The mindset. That's why many times the battle is always in the battle of the mind. Many people who have been struggling and are tired, and I'm speaking prophetically today, there's somebody right here, you've gotten to a place of tiredness where it's thinking about suicide. It's actually the battle of the mind because the devil gets you tired. And the last thing, because in this soul is where information comes to. The last thing is the body. The body here speaks of let me use my word movement many believers are too lazy for the prosperity they are living for laziness it's like we lack this drive and hunger and consistency and passion for more it's like we're just okay. We're just, I'm gonna wait for you. No, God is waiting on you. You move, then the mountain will crumble. Set down a man diligent in his business. It is only believers that are praying in their office, Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, let them change the resumption time from 8 a.m. to now 11.30 a.m. I release my faith right now only believers when we were on campus we used to pray Holy Spirit the one I did not even read help me remember I said I can pass it was on campus I started coding because I was getting some F I know that even like I say God's F won't make we give ourselves bread because the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance what you have read there must be a drive a zeal Bible talking about Jesus. He said, the zeal of the Lord's house has consumed me. There must be a zeal. You want to start a business? Some of you, I'm talking to you. You have been talking about this business you plan to start. I'm coming with Cain now. <laughs> I'm just joking, but I'm not joking, Sha. You have been talking about business you plan to start. You see, believers don't want to fail because they don't want to be used as a testimony re- reference. That's the person that started business and he failed. But listen, Failure is part of the gospel. Because in the ways of Jesus, if you look at Jesus, you probably think that Jesus failed. Because he died. But was that failure? Failure is what you interpret it as. That's failure. Don't be scared to step out. Okay, what is the worst that will happen? You will lose money. Do you know how many people you call billionaires today have lost money? to invest because the stock market might crash the stock market will crash and if you don't do it you are still crashing 
So being like the person said, if we sit here, we die. If we go, we die. Why not let's die? This is what unbelievers have. There is this rootlessness, this daring thing. That, and you see, God is just waiting. You know, I tell the, the pastors and the leaders this, that the, deci- uh, the, the story of, uh, of David, God was just waiting. God was just waiting for the person who will step out. If he took rubber band, rubber band, and threw it at Goliath, Goliath would still die. That's the truth. Because Goliath was already a dead man. Why? He came against the, the circumcised, the children of the Lord's, the armies of Israel. He was already died, dead by that alone. But God was waiting for somebody who would step out. Believers are too conscious to step out for greatness. That is why the vision, that business you say you are going to start, you have been saying it for three years now. Three years now. And listen, ideas is given by God to all men. There is no exclusivity, exclusivity in ideas in the kingdom. None. It's not that God gives you and says, keep quiet, oh, keep quiet. Oh. It's only you I gave, oh, keep quiet. Oh. The secret things belong to God. Those who find them, so you can find them, I can find them, she can find them, anybody that finds them. It's he that steps out first that gets it best. He that steps out first. So believers, step out. This body, move this body. Be a body. Move the body. Do things. Go for that business meeting. Do you know, some people, ah, God, if I were you, everybody here should have a business name, a registered company. Everybody. Some people say, I'm not really called to business. How do you know where your resources are coming from? Because sometimes people, you think that your career, you think is your, you think that's the way God wants to bless you. So they say, just go and open a business name. In your mind, you are thinking, I'm a career professional. I don't really need anything. But when the inflow comes, there's some kind of money that cannot go through your career accounts. They will carry you, ESC. Be ready for the rain. Glory to God. Step out. Start that tech company. Start it. Let me tell you something. I realized that to make money, you don't have to be passionate about it. Is Dangote passionate about sugar? No, no, talk to me now. I'll be Dangote saying my passion in this life is cement. I just like cement. Or my passion is this rice. It's just is 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 what is rice and spaghetti. There is what you call money circles. You there are, see there are ten of them. Go and research it. It's a pipeline. Look at in your society. Just look at. Go and research knowledge. Go and find out where people spend their money the most. Just go and research it. Plug yourself there. Let's close. Rise on your feet, everyone. We can't do serpent and dove today. For you are glorious and worthy to be free.
Sunday, I'm going to teach on the serpent and dove. I apologize, I couldn't get into it because of time. But it will, it will bring everything together for you. Three instructions by the Spirit. The first, when we're growing up, many of our parents had challenges with business partners. And so, there is a mindset where they've passed down to many of us as well, don't partner with people or don't partner with anybody or just do your own business alone. And many of you, you have an idea, but the idea is just one leg. There are several legs. You are good in strategy, but the technical knowledge of that business you don't know. But you have refused to partner hear the word of the Lord today I, you know, I don't have to be a prophet that will be shaking I'm telling you prophetic words some of you need to go and partner with people for that thing to take off it will remain a vision in your heart that will never see the light of day until partnership comes into play so go and partner you want to get into tech you are a good strategist there's somebody in the tech space that has the knowledge of the technology space. Go and meet the bagger. Say, oh boy, now beg, I beg you. Let us do this business together. Number two. Listen to this. Some of you, the business you are doing 
can only take another level not on the soil of this country it doesn't mean you have to relocate but you must dare and because you see if you are only thinking naira now you are a pauper begin to open your eyes to international clients the every spent in the nations right now is coming from that place go and begin to open your eyes to God spirit of God open my eyes where is my well in this place go and dare I'm telling you about the spirit go and dare and register a company in the US or in the UK go and dare it how much would it cost you? How much? Go to Dubai. Go and register a business there. And begin to see what will begin to happen. The third thing I want to say to you. Many of you in this room, you feel and sense in your heart that you are in a phase. You are in a place financially. And it's like, sometimes even in your dreams, it's like you are trying to break into something new but it's like something is pressing you down it's like I, I, am i talking to you it's like there's some there's a thank you holy spirit there is a cap of limitation that has set itself to your face hear me and hear me as i hear the lord some of you need to go in some intense fasting and prayer when you enter into that intense fasting and prayer this is the two things that will happen to you Number one, I don't have to be wearing bread before I'm a prophet. That's my call. I'm a prophet. And I want you to hear me. In the place of prayer, a key will be given to you. When I mean key, it's not a physical key. I mean an instruction will be given to you. As you begin to pray, an instruction by the Spirit will come to your heart. Go and do that instruction. Go and do that instruction. The day you get that instruction door, you have opened that door open for yourself. That instruction will come. Stay there until you hear that instruction. I hear the story of a guy, and I'll close with this, who started a business. He was praying one day, and waiting on God, and God told him to go and see a man. He went to see the man. When he got there, the man had Down syndrome. The man wasn't a business owner, it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything, just a down syndrome. You know those, you know? Now, he saw the man and his mind say, there's no way God would tell me to come and meet this kind of person. Number one, I'm richer than the person. Number two, I have more business. I mean, why would I? The man took him to go and meet some ballets. He heard this story. And when he took him to meet the ballet, there was a land they were fighting about for. It was about four hectares, or is it, which one is the biggest? Took the man there. The man said, 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 we want to sell this land, because the people just want to sell the land. They sold that land to the man. This was, um, this was land, I don't want to mention, I mean, it's into real estate, and of course, it's not the person you are thinking, I'm talking about somebody else, because somebody else thinking is my friend. It's not that person, it's somebody else. They sold that land, and they sold the land at that time 5 million naira per plot today when the man was reselling that land they sold him a 5 million naira per plot 
when he started reselling that land, he started reselling at 45 million per plot. God told him, go and meet the Down syndrome man. He went. Instruction opens the heaven. Listen to me. This week, don't let this week go by just the same way all your weeks are gone. Intensify. If we are doing prayers once on Tuesday, you do three days. You do seven days. Crack this money thing open. Spirit of God, where is my instruction? And get that instruction. Glory be to God. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much He wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence. We are the new!